0: Welcome, folks, to our special recording here of Gaming with Sidekicks podcast, where we have all the interviews and all the hotness from PAX Unplugged 2019. This is Isaac, and along with my partner in crime, JT, we were able to take a trip out to PAX Unplugged this year in Philadelphia, PA, and get all sorts of interviews with um, media coverage of some of your favorite board game companies and you will hear those in the upcoming interviews I apologize for some of the audio quality being a little less than ideal remember this is a busy convention with a lot of noise in the background so sit back enjoy parts one and then following in the future part two as we had a lot of coverage and a lot of people to talk to so enjoy and we look forward to talking to you soon This is Isaac. We're here over at PAX Unplugged, starting off the day here on Friday, and we're here with L at Deep Water Games. We're gonna talk a little bit about what they've got going on at the booth today. So, L, how is it going today at PAX?
1: Uh, it is going fantastic especially because this morning we got to make a pretty big announcement uh, so a lot of people know us for welcome to our hit roll and right or flip and fill as we affectionately call it because we use cards instead of dice and we announced this morning that we are officially bringing over welcome to new Las Vegas which is the standalone sequel uh, that one is going to be coming out in early April of 2020 and it's going to share a lot of the same features that made you fall in love with welcome to so you You'll be able to play one to infinity players with simultaneous turns, Uh, but it changes the name of the game in some regards. Uh, It is a bit more of a complex game than original Welcome To. Instead of a 25-minute game experience, you're probably looking at closer to 35 to 40 minutes. Uh, It's going to have more intricate strategies, your score sheets are dual sided because there is so much more going on that it doesn't fit onto one sheet of paper, (laughs) and you're going to notice a lot more player interaction and push your luck mechanics i mean we're in vegas so everything's gonna be a gamble
0: that's awesome uh, can you talk a little bit too i'm looking around i see fantastic factories here i know that's been a big one this year um how is that selling and, and kind of what what does that game look like for people that are unfamiliar
1: uh fantastic factories has been and i i'm really going to apologize for this imp- advanced, it's been doing fantastic. Uh, So uh, they came to us and they were looking for a more wide distribution uh, option. So we agreed to team up and it's been working out very, very well for us. I actually went uh, to a bunch of local game shops in my area over the course of last month and demoed that to a bunch of families. And the reception for it is just always phenomenal. In fantastic factories, it is going to be a dice rolling worker placement game and an engine building game. So every single player is trying to build both the wackiest but also most efficient factory at the table. That's
0: awesome. I had a chance to play a friend's copy. We loved it. It's it just it played out smooth, which I really liked. And similar to what started in your guys' window, it seems like a a very easy entry level kind of game exactly
1: yeah our big thing is like uh we always want to be both financially accessible and like accessible on a difficulty format as well we want pretty much anyone to be able to sit down at the table with the Deepwater games title and be able to learn it quickly and then have to play it a lot of times to master it
0: (laughs) it's perfect um so pax related question Um, This is our third year at PAX, right? Um, How many have you been here for?
1: Uh, So last year's PAX Unplugged was my first one.
0: So what do you think? What you've seen so far? I know we're just starting the day, but uh, size-wise, crowd-wise?
1: It's definitely been bouncing. Uh, So, I mean... as our brand continues to grow, we're always going to start attracting bigger and bigger crowds, and I've especially been able to feel that this year. Just immediately off the bat, so many people around the booth at all times, which is great. It's
0: awesome. It's a good feeling, right? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, i Ellen. Have a good con.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. Welcome back, folks. It's Isaac with Game & Sidekicks. We are here with Eric at WizKids here talking about all things new and what's going on with them. So Eric, uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, what's new? What's at the con? What
2: are you guys showing off this week? Sure. Uh, we've got some brand new games we're showing off here for the first time that are going to be available soon. Uh, one we're really excited about is Stampede. Um, it's a set collection card game themed around stamps, uh, specifically animal stamps. Um, we're trying to collect five of one of the different animals for one of each of um, each turn you play one animal card and uh, it gives you a ability specific to that animal. Lions steal cards, giraffes take the top card from the deck, things like that. Uh, uh, like that. Uh, it's really quick to learn, kind of hard to master so, as you figure out different ways make things interact. Maybe, it's got a neat twist nice. where uh, the back of the card has two stamps, uh, one of which matches the front of the card. So you can have a sense of what the next card on the top of the deck might be or uh, what uh, your opponents might have, but you so, you know, uh, another game we have that we're really excited about is Hent, yeah, N- uh, E-T-T-I-N. Uh, this it is it a uh, yes. Yes. card-drafting, so, uh, yeah. card-battling so, uh, yeah. kind of war game mm-hmm. like, that you play about, in teams uh, of two. It's a totally unique proposition, really fun experience, um, and it moves really quickly. plays simultaneously, so whether you're playing two-player or eight-player, the game's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, Each team, uh, as you sit down, the person to your right or left is your ally, and the person on your other side is your enemy. So you're going to work with your ally to strategize and uh, figure out the best cards to play against each of your respective enemies, whichever alliance at the end of the game has uh, is going to win. You get points by taking uh, units from your opponent's uh, spoils, from having your own units survive battles, from going on adventures and succeeding them. It's a really interesting game. It's a really interesting game, really interesting and uh, we think it's going to feel kind of a unique sense. If you want a cooperative game, uh, work with somebody, but also want a competitive game where you can beat some people up, this is all of it. See what else. Uh, we're showing Coraline, uh, which is going to be out, um, I think in February. Uh, might be a little bit sooner, but uh, certainly by February,
3: um,
2: which is a game based on the iconic movie and story. Um, it's a cooperative adventure game. You're not playing as Coraline of the characters. You're playing as the ghost children, trying to help Coraline out. Um, so you're giving cards. Uh, every turn, you play a card which moves Coraline around the board and helps collect uh, the items that she needs. Uh, you want to try to get her uh, into, I think, the living room without having the okay. bell dam there, uh, so you can yeah. yeah. not escape to back. But yeah. you know the you bell dam's always after the you, time. and so the moon uh, the the is slowly you going right away. away. So you're it's a race against time. Right. It's really tense, um, but it plays pretty quickly. It's, it's very dramatic. Awesome. Uh, that's yeah. it's a small yeah. box for twenty dollars. Yeah. a really great experience at that price. It's awesome. Uh, Another thing we're showing up for the first time is a Tournament at Avalon. If you're familiar with Tournament at Camelot, uh, this yep. is a, uh, a new standalone uh, compatible sequel Did, uh, know, okay. uh, Tournament at Camelot. So uh, it's the same core deck, but all new protagonists and antagonists to play as. If you're not familiar, it's a kind of an anti trick game. Sure. You take turns playing cards, uh, you want to make your opponents take the trick, because the trick counts as wounds as a your um, Protagonists give you some kind of interesting power. Then there's Godsend cards that are kind of single-use, powerful abilities. So the Godsend cards are all new, Protagonists and Companions are all new. Um, there's uh, a new kind of card called the cards, card and that's a new twist to the game. Um, it's fully cross-compatible, so you can play the Protagonists from this game with Protagonists from uh, Camelot. It's a solid game on its own. This one is more about diplomacy and negotiation whereas the last one was about just the number. Um, and if you go to both games, uh, you can combine them to play an 8-player, oh, crazy. You nice. it's
0: awesome. Wow. Um, so, and one we just recently reviewed, and I, I see the stack, even as we're talking, dwindling sure. over here is Flotilla. Yes. Um, so talk a little bit about Flotilla. What kind of reception have you guys got? I know it's kind of had its presence in the last couple cons. Yeah, uh, we've been showing off Flotilla. We've had people playing it uh,
2: all day. Something people are excited to see. Um, yeah, we've been really enjoying seeing the reaction. It's such a special game. It really creates a unique cinematic experience. Yeah, um, It's—I uh, uh, mean—it's economic management and resource management, but it also has all these nice sandbox qualities. And you can really tell your own story of uh, sea exploration and, and settling down to build up the pure Flotilla and to uh, you know, kind of play a different game. It's. Uh, Definitely unique in the way that it has Most two times. completely different games in it, essentially, right. um, that interact with each other in a lot of really fascinating ways.
0: But um, yeah, it's it's one of our favorites. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful game. Yeah. It's a heavy game. Like there's a lot yeah. of game in that box. Oh, it's literally heavy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy and heavy. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm happy to see it uh, getting demoed. That table's been busy every time I walk by. So yeah. definitely feels like it's a it's a hot one. Okay. So. Um, so, just kind of talking, Con. Have you? I know this is uh, PAX number three for Unplugged. Have you yes. been previous? Yes. Is this your first Unplugged? Uh, wow. I've been to all
2: three Unplugged.
0: Okay. Um, first, first, first risk. Risk. okay, awesome. What do you think, crowd-wise, reception-wise? How's it feeling this, this year? Too? Nice.
2: Um, I mean, it's been a uh, uh, really kind of my favorite con for the past few years. It's sure. uh, not too big that you can't like, make it around, um, and not too crowded. That, you know, at the same time, uh, there's so many phenomenal publishers here, oh, yeah. so many cool games to show off. Um, as a fan, it's awesome walking around and getting to see what's uh, to see what's available, what people are working on,
0: it's and uh, it's definitely getting bigger. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely bigger. This feels more spread out than last year because I feel like we're taking up about one and a half times space in this area than we did last year. So it's it's fun. It's crowded. It's busy, but like you said, it doesn't feel like Gen Con. I can't move. Kind of exactly. busy, and it but it doesn't feel casual like Origins. There's more of a like, more of a hop to this one i don't know there's more energy here it feels like but it's exciting stuff well thank you for your time eric i appreciate it It was a pleasure and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon all right folks good morning it is saturday morning we're here at pax unplugged with mandy from renegade studios we're going to be talking about all things hot from renegade here mandy first off good morning
3: good morning it is early for me i am not a morning person but it's like you get amped up with all the people here so i'm excited
0: so you talk about kind of what's going on here at Renegade. What do
3: you guys have? Yeah, there's so much. So a lot of people have been coming out. They're like, Mandy, I've seen your video with Suzanne about Clank Legacy spoilers. I'm like, why would you watch a spoilers video? Come on. But like, this just looks so good. Clank Legacy is here. At Essen, they didn't have it. So now people are like, oh my goodness, we need to get our hands on it. So Clank Legacy, I am telling you, amazing. You need to at least come and check that out. We are sitting at the very adorable Aquacorn Corn Aquacorn Cove board game table. Sorry, that is a mouthful. So for those of you not familiar, this is a graphic novel uh, that was uh, written and the art was also done by Katie O'Neill. So she does a web-based comic. And uh, so they came out with a board game. They originally did the Tea Dragon Society and now this is the next one in the series. So it's kind of a step up in difficulty. It is adorable. If you're familiar with the series, you will absolutely love this game. The whole theme is trying to keep the environment safe. Because the people living beneath the water, they don't want the garbage and the pollution in there. So you're trying to work together, cooperative, to make sure that doesn't happen. And I mean, there's this adorable plushy little animals that you must have when you play. So that's one of the other games. We also have Gates of Delirium. So Gates of Delirium, it's for, I would say, the person who likes that kind of Cthulhu-esque type game. It's not Cthulhu. But it's more, I would say, like a Lovecraftian. If you're looking for a twist on Lovecraftian kind of story, that would be a good one to try as well. So that's a card-based game. Um, oh my goodness, there's so many. So I think the other one that I'll probably talk about is one that everyone skips. They look at the art on the box and they go, ugh. And I'm like, well, that's not nice. I mean, I'm not particular about the art either, but that game is fantastic. Circadian's First Light. It is so good. So if you like dice which of course I love dice exactly right who doesn't love dice and if you want to use them as workers because that's what you do in the game it's amazing and it's one of those games where you're like oh yeah it's easy as the game progresses you're like oh my goodness my turns are getting longer because I don't know what to do I don't know enough people oh it's just crazy so I love that kind of thought process behind the game there are tons of other games but those are the ones that are really standing out to me right now oh, perfect um, actually,
0: PAX-wise, this is PAX number three. Uh, how many have you been to? Is this your first, second, third?
3: I have been to all the packs <laughs> so,
0: so what do you think as far as cons? I know you make a around to a lot of the cons. What do you think of the energy? What do you think of the crowds the, this year?
3: It is huge. I remember when I first came, even the people that come, the people that come weren't necessarily, I'm making air quotes here, gamers. Um, so a lot of them had questions, and we're looking for kind of like uh, entry level type games, right, nothing too crazy. And you can see it by the games that sometimes people are selling for, pe- for us who know the different types of games. But I do find this year, a lot of like the gamer gamer types are here, like oh, I want this, you know, complex euro, and it's like really, but we didn't think that was going to sell here because it was a different crowd the last time we were here. So definitely think the vibe it's busier but still calm esque. Like it's not a Gen Con, no shade on Gen Con, but Gen Con is crazy, crazy, crazy. So this one I still think it has that really nice friendly vibe, but there's just more. It feels kind of in
0: between Origins and Gen Con, right?
3: right, exactly. It feels Origins slammed into like. Exactly. Like, I feel like it's not enough. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I would agree.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
0: So for you you personally, I I know you're in the booth. I know you spent a lot of time here, but anything you've seen uh, outside of the booth that's really exciting for you?
3: Well, that would, uh, you would assume that I would leave the booth. (laughs) That doesn't happen too often. (laughs) I've actually played, this is shocking, I've played two games since I've been here. That's more than I ever played at a convention. Um, Oceans by uh, North Star Games. I really liked it. It was good. And I played with people who weren't crazy about evolution and they really enjoyed it. So that was when I got to check out. And the other one was Ecosystem from Genius Games. It was really cute. Like it's super light, but you're, it's like a tableau building type game, and the parts have different animals, and you have to be careful where you place them because other animals can eat other animals or affect other animals, and you can lose points, right? You're trying to gain points with your tableau building. Very simple. So, so far, that's all I've seen, and so far, it's a good note. Like, it started on a good note. I'm hoping to check out some other things. You know, this is not board game related, but we're right across from Oni Press, and there are some graphic novels that are calling my name, so that's another booth I'll be visiting later. <laughs> yeah, it's right there.
0: This is Isaac. We are still here Saturday morning at Game of Sidekicks. We are in row four thousand here with Berkey from Game Toppers. We're gonna to talk about some of the new things they have going and what the con's looking like for them. So, Berkey, how's it going, sir?
4: Hey, it's fantastic. We're at PAX Unplugged. Yes, sir.
0: Uh, it is a beautiful con. It's a busy con. Right? There's a lot of foot, a lot of traffic in here right now. Even like
4: well, we have the meat under the top hat. We have our ten-foot inflatable top hat, so you can't help but miss us here. <laughs> but we have a twenty by twenty boost showing off all of our six new styles of game toppers we have our premium luxuriant walnut the luxuriant oak and then of course our standard powder coated black and then 16 of our new thematic three millimeter premium stitched edge mats available
0: and, and the art on those are gorgeous. Can you talk a little bit about the different themes? Like, what 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 can I what can I find if I'm looking at those mats?
4: Oh, thanks so much. We we really wanted to do high quality art assets, and and we wanted mats that were, I own a ton of mats, but I wanted high quality mats. So we went three millimeter, premium stitched edge, so the edges won't fray. They lay flat. The way dice roll is amazing. Picking up cards after you play on a game topper mat. You can't even play on a regular table anymore. It's so much fun. Um, And likewise, we took uh, some noted board game artists like Andreas Zifferatis, who did Netrunner, Mage Wars. He did our Dungeon Mat, which is amazing. Our Space Mat, our number one selling adventure mat on our first Kickstarter. But then we even notched it up uh, more in our second Kickstarter where we have the new Viking Mat, uh, the new Fantasy Mat, and we have this from uh, 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 from the the artist that did Reavers of Midgard. Sorry, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, I thought I stopped. And so Jaroslav uh, uh, Radecki is a fantastic artist. Did Reavers of Midgard. He did our fantasy mat, which has these wood elves and orcs fighting at the bottom. But the whole central of the mat is neutral. We did our scythe-inspired mat with cooperation from Jamie Stegmeyer. It's not an official Stonemeyer project, sure. but we have permission to make it. It is gorgeous. It's this beautiful resource mat inspired by scythe. Uh, we have the Ryan Lockett mat, which people... S- know Ryan Lockets art they didn't even care what it was they just wanted it well once it printed they went this is better than we could have imagined mm-hmm. awesome
0: so so quick fill in for people who may not know you said three millimeter thickness, if I'm gonna get a regular mat, you know, I'm gonna get something simple, cheap, like what's the size difference in something like that?
4: Generally, you'll see mats out there, they advertise them as two millimeter, they're generally 1.5, I own a lot of them, and they generally are not stitched, and most of those mats you're gonna spend, you know, 70 to $100, $120 for, I own a bunch of them myself, they're fine, Um, but our mats, we're selling at or below that price, but that much higher quality. Um, And one of the big benefits is our mats lay flat. All of the edges, because they're stitched, they will not ravel. Uh, They do not have a memory uh, that is the same as a thinner mat, so they don't uh, wave on you. Um, And then the art assets are just crazy immersive. When you play on a Game Topper mat, you're like, this is the, we, we played Mission Red Planet, and we had our adventure mat set up, and we had the astronauts out there, and it was like, Oh, we should be playing this on the space mat, and so we picked up all the tokens, awesome. put it on the space mat, and after one, everybody was in the game group. Going, I'm so glad we switched it, playing on that space. We felt like we were we were going to Mars. Oh, you know, we awesome. felt you know it was just fun. That's awesome.
0: All right. Well, uh, so Conwise, you talked a little bit about uh, being here at PAX and, and the size and the, and the foot crowd. What uh, what do you think? Uh, you, how many PAXs has this been for you? Is this?
4: We were here last year just in a small capacity, Okay. and we were really impressed with the show. We thought we need to do a better job, so we have a bigger 20-foot by 20-foot booth. And- Last year we had had just fulfilled our Kickstarter. Um, This year we did our Kickstarter in June and was over, but we've already doubled our, our backers on our late pledge manager, and we decided to keep all of the 40 unlocked stretch goals and uh, all of the packages that we did on the Kickstarter through December 15th. So after packs, you can still get in on as a late pledge on all of the gamer goodness that is Game Toppers. And then uh, you can still pledge after that, but some of the uh, stretch goals are gonna go away. But we're already starting about a month and a half ahead of time with our fulfillment with what we promised people, which is really excited about that. So people are gonna start getting toppers in February. Uh, domestically, and then in Europe and, and uh, Australia and United Kingdom, there shortly thereafter. That's awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, Bergy, we appreciate your time, and uh, good luck for the rest of the con here.
4: Yeah, thank you so much. Check us out at GametoppersLLC.com. Perfect. Thank you very much.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are back here with WizKids today on Saturday. We're here with Eric talking about a hot new release that just came out. We're going to uh, discuss this. We'll have some pictures on the site. But I'm going to turn it over to him and let him uh, discuss it here, Eric.
2: Uh, yeah, we're just announcing now. Headlock, paper, scissors. This is a WWE-themed game that's in the same uh, general mechanical space as Rock Paper Wizard, um, where uh, you know you've got a board and you have a different superstar. Each person has their own superstar character, and you're moving up and down the board based on uh, how you, based on like actions that you're taking okay. against the other uh, superstars. Um, and what you're going to be doing is essentially—I mean, it's rock paper—it's rock paper scissors. You, right. know, you know, how it works. Oh, yeah. Instead of rock, it's going to be a hold or a showboat maneuver or a throw awesome. um, or a, a strike or something like that. And of course, every superstar has their own unique move um, that you know you get if that's the superstar you're playing as. That's awesome. Um, obviously, the most simple one is is the Rock, whose symbol is the Rock, but it does something you know a little bit different than, than in traditional rock paper scissors. Um, It's also uh, kind of specifically built to look like a money in the bank match, which means there's a 3D ladder at the end of the table so you move your pieces up and down the table um, but when you get to the end you're actually going to take a few steps up the ladder uh, or down the ladder when you're inevitably knocked off Um, the more things you do the more popularity you get Um, at the end of the game uh, the person who's the most uh, popular superstar uh, wins the game Um, there's a lot of really cool tricks and turns in it there's like comeback uh, mechanics for uh, you know when you find yourself falling a little bit behind and the action's not only in the ring you can get knocked out of the ring um, and have to kind of fight your way back or you can go up and down the ladder uh, the ladder as well
0: that's awesome so it looks like quite
2: a few uh, player characters, right? We got quite mm-hmm. a few wrestlers in this. Um, yeah, it plays uh, three to six players, but there's twelve superstars that you can play as. Yeah, so a
0: lot of good choices. Yeah. Awesome. So for those people that are familiar with the Rock Paper Wizard, mm-hmm. very similar mechanic to that type of game.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's a new system for how the uh, um, for how the different uh, moves become available. Okay. Um, there's like categories of moves now that each have a few different potential. Effects okay. And those effects change over as you play the game. Nice. Um, so it's a new twist if you're familiar with it. This is a, a new, uh, there's a lot of new mechanics for you to try out and experience. Um, it, uh, but, uh, you know, but it's still the, the familiar gameplay that people really love. That's awesome. Well, looking forward to this one. Uh, when can we expect to see this one uh, hitting the shelves? Um, we don't have an exact date, uh, but it should be kind of late
0: spring, uh, like yeah. April, May, June, somewhere around there. Perfect. So definitely, uh, definitely time for Origins next time we uh, next time we see you guys in the booth. Awesome, Eric. I appreciate your time this morning, and uh, good luck to us. My pleasure. Thank you. Started up. All right, it is Saturday morning. We are here at the Skybound slash Druid City booth with James Hudson talking
5: about all things Skybound, sir. How's it going? It is going extremely well. It's Saturday and I've already almost lost my voice, so that means good con. Yeah, and it's like not even noon yet. Not even close.
0: Uh, let's talk about what's on the table. What's hot? Uh, you guys' tables are constantly full. I have not come
5: by and seen an empty seat. Uh, what's, what's getting demoed? Uh, everything is getting demoed. We've got uh, Trial by Trolley, which is coming to retail soon. Uh, it's our fun new party game with nine Happiness. Just some stupid, stupid fun. You have to choose between murdering one track of people or the other because your trolley has no brakes. We don't know why it doesn't have any brakes. It just doesn't, okay? Uh, don't worry about that part of the, the gig. And so each team's vying to try to get the other team's track run over. So there's a lot of fun arguments happening at the right, table. Right. Then we got Sorcerer City. Sorcerer City is our new uh, city building, tile laying, deck building game. Okay. There's really not a mechanic that it fits into that. The- it, that's one of the reasons Scott Caputo is the designer. He did Whistle Stop. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a mad scientist when it comes to tile laying games. So uh, that one's what we're really excited about A Real time game too, right? It, it's got a real time element. It's not yeah. necessarily a real time oh, yeah. game. That's fair. Um, it's mostly to keep, people get freaked out when they hear real time, sure. and like, oh, it's so frantic. That's not, the, the timer on that game is there to keep people from sitting there mapping out every sure. tile, which would make it excruciating for everybody else at the table. That's fair. It did have a non-timer at one point, and it was excruciating, it too so that's why we, it just keeps the game on the rails to keep it going. I played that one, I didn't feel rushed by the right. timer at all, so. Now round five, the last round, sure. as you've built out your deck from like all the deck building and the monsters and things, you know, that one you might need to be more pointed, A few more. Right. but it, that's like 20% of the game. Right.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Uh, what else? I see Tidal Blades sitting at the top of the table.
5: Tidal Blades with its, its most up-to-date finished prototype is uh, getting people running through it. Yeah. They're loving it. Oh, it's, it's so it's, good. You know, it's... I love good. it. I've had I had one, there's one guy. It's only Saturday. Yeah. He's already played it three times. That's amazing. And he keeps yeah. bringing back his friends to play it. That's so good. So that's a good sign, right? That's awesome. And then around the corner, I saw Tim uh, Iser playing out the new one, right, coming in February. Wonderland's War. Yeah, that is our. Again, this is something we're trying to do. Like, it's hard to categorize what that game is. It's like. like someone earlier said it's like Quacks of Quedlinburg with guns, and I was like, I don't. <laughs> okay, but if you took quacks and you took blood rage and you took uh, a little bit of like Orleans yeah. and smashed it into a game, that's yeah. what you've got. It's area control, but you're bag building for your power on how you win how you the disputes that. in those areas. Right. And it's asymmetric, there's minis. It's, it's, it's dumb. And Manny Tremblay art. Yeah. Oh, okay. the art's amazing. The art's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So
0: and when can we expect to see that on Kickstarter? February 11th. Perfect. That's coming soon. Awesome. So packs wise is this uh, number one, two or three? I know you guys were here last year. Were you here the year before?
5: For, for yeah, this three? is, we've been here all three years. All three? So this is the third year. So yeah. what,
0: what do you think? Size-wise, crowd-wise, how's it feeling?
5: It's great. Well, I mean, it feels like it's doubled every year. So this is the biggest it's ever been. Um, I like it because it's it's a mixture of board gamers, but also I feel like board curious people. It's you know, you you've in. got like this set of people that are coming in that are mostly video gamers, but they want to see what the board game hubbub's all about. That's fair. So, and,
0: and they see the Skybound logo. That's a that's a familiar logo for some different uh, non board gamers, yeah, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. It, it, it is. And you know, our Walking Dead line really can help people see like, oh, hey. I'm I've played Telltale, or I, you know, I've I watched the show, whatever. So that's awesome. Yeah,
0: awesome. We'll have a great con. Appreciate your time, sir.
5: Thanks, Isaac. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
0: All right, it is Saturday afternoon. We are over here at Kids Table Board Games (KTBG) talking about all things going on at the con today here, and let's uh, kind of go with what they've got coming to the con. So, um, how's the con going so far?
6: Oh, it's been great. Uh, love Philadelphia. Love PAX. This is our third year here, awesome. and so uh, always, always a good crowd playing, playing the games at the table, So Ta- love to see that.
0: Tables look busy. Um, what, what games? Uh, what's the highlights? What, what's popular?
6: Uh, so um, we do. We have two brands. We've got Burnt Island, and so we've been showing off a lot of Endeavor, which is kind of uh, our staple, and uh, in the Hall of the Mountain King, which is going to be uh, coming to retail in uh, February 2020. So. It lots of interest in that and on the kids table side uh we've been showing off uh rec raiders haunt the house and then the big one that's gaining a lot of interest is uh Fossilus because this is uh our kickstarter uh and it's one of the first shows that people have been able to sit down and play the game so getting a lot of positive feedback from that as well awesome
0: awesome fossilists looks good uh i know you just finished up with the kickstarter for that can you give me a quick overview on what that game
6: does yeah, absolutely. So in Fossilist, you are playing a uh, paleontologist exploring a dig site. And it is a uh, super cool 3D board, which will not translate super well to podcast, but trust me when I say it. And uh, the board is made up of different terrain tiles, uh, sand, stone, and clay. And you're going to spend different amounts of energy to uh, slide them off the board and dig down into uh, pits inside, which may or may not contain uh, dinosaur bones. And you're going to spend plaster to extract those bones, and you're working to complete different dinosaurs, uh, and there is a sort of set collection element to it, but uh, certainly a very tactile uh, feel to the game as well. Awesome.
0: So uh, you mentioned the con kind of being your, this is your third time you guys have been here yeah.
6: since the get-go? Yeah. Yeah. What do
0: you think? How's how's the energy? How's the vibe been?
6: Great. I think it gets uh, better every year. Like it's it's interesting uh, when you go to a lot of shows throughout the year. This is kind of like the last real big one of the year. So uh, we're in the home stretch. But in terms of uh, the the attendees' uh, interest and excitement, it's it's great. Like it's it's. Great to see.
0: It feels packed. We were here last year for the first time. This feels much, much busier, much bigger.
6: Yeah, it does. Absolutely, uh, a lot bigger than last year. And like, just I mean, where we are is like a little busier of an area than we were in last year. So it's nice to see you know this many people come out and you know enjoy the hobby that we all love. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is Isaac from Game of Sidekicks again. It is Saturday afternoon. We are over here in the Funko booth with Stephanie, talking about all things Funko Universe. So we're gonna—I'm gonna turn it over to her and let us uh, kind of talk about what they're bringing to the table. Stephanie, thanks for joining me.
7: Awesome! Wow, is it Saturday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PAX Unplugged. So it's Funko Games' first time here officially. Um, we've had some presence here before because we were a company, a design company called Forest Prizan Creative. Um, so we designed games like Choose Your an Adventure from Z-Man, uh, Bob Ross Art and Chill from Big G Creative, Disney Villainous, Jaws Horrified from Ravensburger, uh, Ramen Fury from Asmodee. Yeah, so we've got a, a good pedigree of, of, we think, some great games. And now we are here as Funko Games because we started working on a game with Funko. And it seems like our is really aligned in the things that we wanna do in bringing people into the board game hobby um, and really appealing and approaching that mass market. But also, giving the hobby gamers games that are going to, you know, um, crunch their strategy a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, so we feel like we have a good hybrid here. So it just seemed like it aligned, and uh, they purchased our company, and now we're making games together. So uh, focusing on getting games coming out of Funko Games. The first one we have we thought would be uh, a love letter to the pop fans. So we did Funkoverse, and it does include some... Uh, Funko pop figures it's a new size a little bit smaller than the standard size um, So that it can reasonably fit on a board on your table and not be too big Uh, strategy game uh, Tactical miniatures games you're going to be moving some combat interacting with the environment Um, We kind of took a lot of the things that we liked about miniatures games uh, and some of the things that we thought could have solutions that were challenges. Uh, and then we put that into the game that basically we, we wanna play. So we, we created the game that we've always wanted to play. And uh, yeah, we think it's a really good hybrid in that it's accessible to the mass market, but hobby gamers will see that strategy and take advantage of those moments. Um, I talk about a few of those crunchy moments uh, whenever I demo the game. Uh, but you can find them if you're a strategy gamer, then you see that there is depth to the game. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of different licenses, DC Batman, Harry Potter, Rick and Morty, Golden Girls. Uh, we're going to be bringing more to the Funkoverse, expanding those licenses and also bringing new stuff. Um, so yeah, so we're really excited. I have a lot of fun drafting my favorite character for the right scenario in game mode. Um, we have four different game modes currently. We're gonna be adding some more game modes later, but we have four currently. So if you have some friends, uh, it's a team game, so if you have some friends that are like, you know what, I don't really like combat, that's okay because there are some game modes that are more interacting with the environment and not as combat heavy. But if you have those friends that do love combat, then we do have some game modes that are all about knocking each other down, knocking each other out, and that kind of thing. So um, it's, it's the variability is, is really high, and the replayability is high in the customization and the different game modes and the characters that you're choosing that fit your play style. Um, but it's a lot of fun. That's awesome
0: so uh, we got obviously you can't see it but we got batman on the table so is this this is one of the core game boxes correct
7: yeah so we have six currently okay. they're all actually playable standalone. uh we have two four packs and four two packs gotcha. um so they are all standalone. Um, everything has a double-sided board um the two packs have everything the four pack has except it's two less figures and one less item Um, so but everything you can play right out of the right of the gate in a two-player box if you want to just get a feel for it Um, you're only going to be playing with one figure per team though so you won't have that full experience of really comboing those special abilities so the fun is really when you get at least two of the games together um You definitely don't have to have all of them though. We don't want people to feel like, oh, I've got to purchase all of them or it's not going to be fun. Um, The reason that we have them separated out is so that you can customize your game and you can create those teams that you want. So if you want just one box, you can get a four pack and and that can be it. Uh, But if you want to have a lot of different characters, then you can get multiple sets. Same core system, totally mix and matchable. Choose your favorite character items. Uh, scenarios, maps, uh, and and then you can play. So All
0: I could have a golden girl, Batman, and have...
7: anything your heart desires. That's, that's, you can do. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. the bases come off, so you can create your own team. That's the awesome. items come out. Yeah. All of the characters can hold items, so you can have different items uh, for the different characters. Uh, different maps. Each of them comes with a double sided map, so there's twelve different maps you can play with. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of customization.
0: For sure. So, what else is uh, what's what else is coming out for Funko Games or anything else coming down the pike that we should keep an eye out for?
7: Yeah. So, uh, we have more Funkoverse coming in uh, the spring, summer, and fall. So, we're trying to time uh, have a good cadence of releases that'll um, give people more stuff if they want more stuff, but not be too overwhelming. Like you gotta feel like you gotta. you know, you. Get, take out a second mortgage yeah, sure. to uh, be able to, you know, get the games, um, adding in some new advanced mechanisms into the later sets. We kind of went real simple with the first six because we wanted people to, to really sandbox it out and get a feel for it first. Sure. And then we're gonna add in some kind of bananas things and like really mess with some of the mechanisms and get some powerful characters in there. Uh, but we have non-funk of our stuff coming out too. So okay. we're not just gonna make stuff with pops. Uh, I know that might be a misconception that, because we're owned by Funko, that we're just going to do stuff with Pops, um, but they have a lot of licenses to play with, uh, so it's kind of business as usual for us. We're going to keep coming out with games um, like the games that we've done before, you know, games like Jaws, games like Disney Villains, okay. games like Bob Ross Art of Chill. Um, we're going to come out with those games, too, and they won't have Pop figures in them.
0: So expect to see uh, still the Funko name on everything, just a nice yeah. wide variety of Yeah, places.
7: it'll still be Funko Games, and it'll have our pen name, Prospero Hall, which is the name we give our collaborative effort. Okay. Uh, okay, we kind of credit that. It's very um, hobby to have like a designer credited, so sure. uh, our studio is so collaborative it's hard to credit <laughs> just one person, two people. Awesome. So we have the pen name Prospero Hall that we use to give everybody credit. Um, But yeah, there's going to be more games coming out that have pops, more games coming out that don't have pops. Uh, Yeah, we've got about 20 new non-Funkoverse stuff coming out next year. I cannot wait to show everybody. uh, Some of them are heavier games, uh, more strategy heavy games coming out later in the fall. So I think the hobby crowd is, is really going to enjoy that.
0: So that's what I was going to ask you next. Do you, do you feel like there's a like a good way to so like say, well, all of our games kind of fit this, or do you think it's trying to reach the masses? So
7: we've always kind of done a wide range of games. We started out uh, our company being involved with the Cranium Games, oh, and awesome. we've done a lot of kids' games in Target. If you go to Target right now, there's probably 25 of our games or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, 25 to 30. Yeah, we um, mention, but right. yeah, but, so we, we have stuff for preschoolers and we have stuff for adults, right. you know. So we, we have some of those good family, uh, friendly games, uh, just even small card games. But then we're also going to have stuff for, um, you know, an, an, an hour, hour and a half game okay. for those those that want more strategy. Yeah. So
0: really trying to touch across the board.
7: Exactly, yeah.
0: Um, and I, I will say from a game perspective. Di- uh, like on the table this looks great all the other games you mentioned the quality components are great so that's obviously it's a hallmark you guys want to continue with i'm sure
7: so yeah we really want uh, quality products since we are also a lot of times in mass it needs to also be affordable so i feel like we do have games very reasonably priced 40 bucks for the four pack for funko burst 25 for the two pack um, which has almost everything that's in the four packs. So yeah, we feel like we, we have them reasonably priced, uh, even though the, there's a lot of components packed into it, a lot of quality stuff. Uh, Very customized there's some Easter eggs in there if you're like a Harry Potter fan a DC Batman fan You'll find some hidden stuff on the game board. I haven't seen anyone really point out a lot of those yet So I'm curious to see if people have noticed those things on the game board So if you're a fan like we're fans too like we're nerds, you know, so we uh, a lot of our stuff is we hope you know dripping with theme um, Because that's what we that's what we love and we want to really bring those licenses to life. So
0: not saying what is or isn't coming or nothing along that line, (laughs) but for you, if you could pick like what, speaking of a nerd culture, you could have like a nerd character, like what's your, like what would you love? to to plop on this table right now to put next to Batman. What
7: do I want in Funkoverse? Uh, Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Would be really great. Uh, Funko does not currently produce Legend of Zelda Pops. They do Pokemon. Pokemon would be fun too. Um, Yeah, anything Nintendo, I think. Something video gaming because the game system really kind of speaks to that. A lot of people are like, oh, this is kind of like this in video games, um, which whenever we play, you'll kind of see those moments. But yeah, some, some video game stuff could be fun.
0: You see that here, I think, that this PAX crowd, is a little different than your Gen Con crowd, right? We have gamers more as a general term here, right? So I'm guessing this yeah. draws that attention of those players also.
7: We hope so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So uh, what's the next What's next con for you guys? What's next after this? I know this kind of finishes the calendar year. Right?
7: Yeah. So we have uh, London Toy Fair and New York Toy Fair nice. coming up. So we're going to have, um, we'll hopefully have some stuff to announce there for everybody. That's so awesome. some exciting news coming up. Uh, we're just going to hit the ground running in spring next year, so just be ready to go. expect a steady stream of stuff coming out from Funko Games. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Uh, then finally, four packs. You said this is this your first packs? You said I'm trying to remember. What you said
7: these are the first six. Oh, I'm, and, I'm sorry, packs unplugged. Oh, this is my personally. Your, yeah, my your, first packs unplugged. unplugged. Yeah. So yeah.
0: What do you think of the con in general? What's been your feel for it?
7: Um, the vibe is, as we were talking earlier, is uh, yeah, a little bit like Origins. Uh, it seems like there's busier more people but it doesn't seem too fast-paced so it doesn't seem overwhelming um, you know Gen Con can can feel a little bit that way cuz it's um, very heavy retail very heavy announcements you know gotta go grab that thing uh, yeah immediately I know there was supposed to be a lot of Essen gangs here and I think they didn't actually end up making it some of them got stuck in customs and stuff like that so I think in the future that'll be this will be a good opportunity to see some of those Essen games that you might not see otherwise because Essen's so late in the year, um, you can usually only see those at BGG cons. So.
0: There's 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 a few things at first look that we went and checked out, but yeah. last year there were a lot. More. A lot more, yeah. So, so I that's... think a lot
7: of them didn't end up making it yeah. <laughs> this year. Unfortunately, there was some some shipping issues, but yeah, um, it's a good one to end the year on. I think you know it's not too not too overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I yeah. like it. It's a, it's a weird time of the year around you know christmas and holiday yeah. stuff but but it's nice i think being the weekend makes it a little easier but i, I would love like an extra day in here yeah
7: and, and the east coasters needed another convention yeah. right yeah that's yeah, all we for have sure. is i mean i'm in seattle we're <laughs> in seattle so you know we love the west coast stuff but it's good to come to the east too
0: we have we have a lot of indoor gaming yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So that helps but yeah. awesome well stephanie I appreciate your time yeah so thank
7: we'll you
0: We are here again at PAX, this is Isaac. We are here with Stefan from Yellow Games. We're gonna be talking about what is going on here at Yellow and uh, what's hot with them. So, San, thanks for joining me, sir, I appreciate it.
8: Hi, Isaac. Uh, yeah, PAX is uh, one of our very good, uh, very favorite uh, uh, trade show of the, uh, consumer show of the year. Uh, the crowd is a little different from Gen Con and Origins. Yes, and uh, yes, it is. But uh, it's very busy, as you can see, like the, the booth is packed. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that we are featuring in, uh, in kind of an Exclusivity here is uh, we have been teasing about the new King of Tokyo Dark Edition. Yes. And we are revealing the uh, third monster in the, in the box, which is the alienoid, which is a very uh, futuristic and, and dark look. Um, oh, it looks amazing. Yeah. So the game is going to release in April uh, worldwide. Okay. It's going to be a limited edition. We are, we are going to do one print. Oh, wow. And okay. that's going to be it. Um, uh, in terms of design, uh, all the artworks are new. Yeah. Uh, there is a new mechanic in the game that we haven't revealed yet, but it's going to come in the next month. Okay. And then, the, as you can see, the, the cover of the, of the box, is um, uh, there is no writing on it, so we really wanted to make a collector item. Yeah. So when it's wrapped, it's going to be packed with a sleeve that says what's say, King of Tokyo and everything, but once you open it, you can discard the sleeve and you have that beautiful collector item that it looks, you can display proudly in your yeah. in your library. Dude, the art on these characters look amazing. That's just great. That's great. Yeah, it has that gotham darkish look. Yeah. Uh, all the prints are uh, selective selected varnish, so some of the print are shiny compared to matte also. That's awesome. On the game board, on the on the characters. character cards. Um, the component also the dice, the um, the energy uh, counter yeah. are also different.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> We're
8: going to reveal nice. them in a few in a few weeks. That's great. Uh, and this so is due in April, you said? Due in April. Okay. Uh, many people are very excited about it. And then uh, in terms of product we are featuring on the show, obviously, Star was our uh, uh, big release of Gen Con. Sure. Uh, it was number one on the BGG buzz at Gen yeah, Con. Uh, the game is still doing very well for us. Beautiful uh, production value with interesting mechanics. Um, earlier this year, we released the expansion for Bunny Kingdom, it's called Bunny Kingdom in the Sky. It's adding a fifth uh, player to the game and a new a second board, so now you have two game boards to play the game. Um, other than
0: that, in new release, let me see what we have. Uh, you have the, disc- the crypto expansion. The crypto right.
8: expansion, yes, yes. So, uh, Laser Drive, which... Um, we, uh, we noticed that uh, many people are at the end of the game of Decrypto are trying to guess what the words yeah, are, so yeah. we included that as a That's rule awesome. in the game. And also, um, the Decrypto Laser Drive has a new deck of cards, but also a new deck of theme. So you can put a theme, and now all the clues you are giving for the games must be about movies, for example. Okay. So, and if you achieve to stay in the theme,
0: you get extra points. I like it. That's awesome. So that that just uh, adds right into the game. Pretty yep. simple. Not not a big. Change to it, but the guessing thing—we uh, do that all the time. Exactly. So yeah. crypto is my number one party game. I introduce oh, nice. to new friends. I love it. It takes a little bit for people to catch on, but once they're caught on, they yeah, love it. Sure, yeah. But we always play the okay. The game's over. Who can guess how many words the other team got? Yeah. So that, that's awesome. So any. So what's coming uh, into the next year? I know you said the King of Tokyo. Anything yeah. else? Well, big down the pipe. Another coming? thing I,
8: I didn't mention. Oh, that I yeah. Just released is uh, Heroes of Stalingrad. So it's the third uh, installment in the Heroes System series of. Uh, Two-player war game, sure. So now we are on the Russian front. Uh, so it's uh, all the buildings are it's uh, city buildings. Uh, rules for snipers and, and really you are you are able to recreate the, the the Russian front for World War Two. So that's awesome. With the amazing artwork from uh, from the Devil Peak Games team. That's uh, awesome. That that's been doing very well with our war our uh, customers. In terms of new release coming up. Um, um, we are uh, we're gonna have a, a, a funny game coming in the beginning of the year called Flying Goblin, okay. where uh, we are uh, using little catapults to throw a goblin soldier into a castle. Okay, and you're trying to knock it down, stuff and hit targets. It's awesome. a silly game where everybody is playing simultaneously. So this one is gonna do well. In January, we are releasing the uh, expansion for Big Book of Madness. So we have a fifth element coming, it's called the fifth element. So we have a fifth element coming into the into, into the game. The world. Nice. And uh, already Big Book is considered one of the most challenging uh, cooperative game on the market. Yeah. So uh, Fifth element is adding another dimension to that. Uh, new new characters, new uh, page for the Book of Madness. Nice. So this one is uh, is expected. And when is that that in the? It's going to be January. Ge- January. Yeah. January. Okay. Oh, perfect. That's coming soon. Yes. And then. Um, we have a few more uh, small games uh, coming out. Our lucky line for kids is also growing. Okay. Um, the one that's coming up uh, next year is called uh, Kraken Attack. It's an uh, Antoine Boza game. Very nice. And the kids are trying to protect the boat from the attack of the, the Kraken. Uh, so that's, that's, awesome. uh, that's pretty much uh, all it. But uh, I encourage your uh, listener to uh, get to yellowusa.com to... Uh, subscribe to the newsletter and get the latest news and offers on uh, on the yellow line perfect
0: so for this con for pax have you been in the past is this your first
8: it is PAX? our we've been since the beginning so, so it's our world pax three. what do you think of the the feel of the con
0: the, i, I the love floor? it it's
8: a, as i said earlier it's a, it's a different crowd um, so it's it's nice because we're talking to people who i have heard about us but don't know us as much so it's sure. a great opportunity to recruit new players right. um, the interaction with the people is really nice like the people really want to play it's very the vibe is very good it's yeah. uh, I really enjoy that uh, that that come
0: that, that's awesome yeah. perfect well Stefan I appreciate your time and have a good rest of the concert
8: thank you Isaac you yeah, too absolutely